You're listening to The Long Game Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Scaiano. Okay, every industry has its muck. Have you ever heard the horror stories of a web designer holding someone's website hostage? You know, I've read these stories that are shared in Facebook groups, and I've gotten the calls to help people get out of it. You know, while I was writing my notes for this episode, I saw a post about someone who paid over $30,000 for web design and funnel services. The company ended up locking them out, leaving the job partially done, and not answering calls. True horror story. In my work with clients, this is something that I see to varying degrees, and I need to impart the importance here. A fundamental action that you should be taking for your business is making sure that you own and control access to all of your digital assets. This includes your website, your domain name, email, and social media platforms. So today, we're talking about owning your digital access. I'm going to share some stories, and you may see yourself in those stories, but we'll get you sorted, you know, with how you can be the one in control of your digital assets. You're listening to The Long Game Podcast with Sandra Scaiano. In a world where everyone is doing, it's easy to get lost in a sea of comparison, secret tricks, and promises of overnight success. The Long Game is my approach to business. The actual day-in and day-out philosophy that you have to show up, you have to do the work, and there's no quick fixes for long-term success. I'm a web designer, digital strategist, and energetic thinker, and I'm here to share the process and lessons I experience with my clients daily who are going through the same struggles of building a business as you are. We'll hear from successful entrepreneurs sharing their long-game strategies, and I'm fun, so we're going to have a little fun along the way too. Thanks for being here. Let's get to today's episode. Today, we're talking about a serious topic, owning your access to your digital world. You know, this is something I see a few times a year with clients, and honestly, it happens across the board from solopreneurs to multi-seven-figure businesses. You know, that one always gets me because we tend to think the larger you are, the more together you are. So I see it as my job to help people and brands organize as part of working together. So let's address what I mean exactly by the term owning your access to your digital world. All right, your website, it's an important, if not the most important part of your business. To have a website, you need a domain name, a server to host your website files, branded email is also connected through here. Without access to the back end of these items, you can't make certain updates. You know, you're not able to do a redesign, add in functionality that's very common today, or even in the big picture, sell your brand. Entrepreneurs sign up for these digital services or have their web person do it for them, and they don't realize the magnitude of the access, and they just let that go somewhere. Like, no one knows where it goes, honestly. You know, sometimes it's just a misplacement of the login. Other times, the web pro never shared the login. And sometimes the web pro signed up for things in their name and is actually the one in control. So you have to know the login to be able to access these spaces. And the main reason why is that so you are in control of your business. You need to access your digital assets if you want to make text changes, design changes, 
upgrade your technology or add functionality. You've got to connect all these pieces together nowadays. You know, for instance, with the latest iOS update for Facebook, you have to verify your domain with Facebook, which you do through hosting access. And if you don't have access, you're not going to be able to run Facebook ads properly and like track conversions well. So all of this stuff is interconnected. Um, I'm in the process of building out a funnel right now, and it, re- it requires access to hosting so I can add in the functionality and connect the different software that's being used together. And those type of things are, are not just simple plugins. You know, they start out that way, but you do need to verify the domains. So having a webinar software connected to your website, like it's a little bit more intricate in terms of the connection. So if you're doing something on a broader scale like that and want to have the software connect and talk to each other, you need this access. And most important of all, you have to own your access for your business peace of mind. There are horror stories out there of how businesses have been disrupted and sometimes even needed to start over. I I know of one of those personally. And there are scary things that can happen, you know, leaving you with a feeling of being completely out of control. Uh, That's a really vulnerable place to be as a business owner, especially when your website is how your clients are finding you and purchasing from you. All right, I'm going to share a few stories of, you may see yourself here. You know, one client I worked with, she wanted some design updates to her site, but had none of the login info. Even to do a simple text update to her website, we needed to funnel through the past designer to gain entry. You know, the website was also hosted on the old designer server, so it was the ultimate in no access. When things were good with the past designer, all was fine. But as the designer grew, she moved on to bigger projects and there was less time for this client. And with everything wrapped up under her control, it was really stressful for my client. There was a sense of being powerless. She didn't want to rock the boat, even though she was ready to switch providers, because she was dependent on this person answering her. The way everything was tied up under this previous web designer's control, you know, even though she had me to service her, she still had to regain control over her platforms before she could make any of the changes she wanted. And it became a process. Also, this past year, I did a website redesign for a nonprofit. You know, I had the website ready to go, uh, but the group was still tracking down the last known person with access to the domain login. You know, without this, there's no way to switch over a site to change up the name servers. I was really like, we just have to point that over to here and your new site is live. This held up the launch of the site for weeks maybe even a month, as far as a month. I know that's something that can be prevented just by being organized and on top of knowing where your access is. I recently did another redesign for a brand. And again, when it came time to launch and move the website to their hosting, we discovered that the current website was hosted under the old WebPros account and we had no access to it. It took a lot of time to unravel the mystery of where things were to even confirm that, (laughs) that that was the situation, you know? And here's the thing. The company thought it was all hosted under their account. I mean, imagine a good-sized company believes its website is hosted one place, and they don't even have a hosting account there. 
all of this untangling and mystery solving. It takes so much time and it's so stressful for the business owner. And really, there's nothing I can do about it except advise them on the steps they can take. You know, it's amazing to me that no one knows sometimes what's happening for years. Who has the login? Where things are housed? Who's paying and how much for all of this? You know, another place I see the no access pop up is when it comes to email. Now, email, I'm definitely not an expert, but any branded, custom branded email at yourcompany.com originates from the domain. So it's tied into what I do and I certainly facilitate it. But again, I experience people having no idea how to access logins to make these tech updates. You know, what I see happening most is that when people are starting out, they're just getting something up. You know, the business owner is just getting things started and they let their cousin or their friend handle it for them. And these people are not experts and they don't always choose the best partners. Usually they choose the cheapest partners. So by the time someone is in a few years and wants to step it up, not only do I need to redesign their look, but I need to overhaul their tech as well. And I also see this no access happening with clients who self-admittedly know nothing about tech. You know, and look, I get it. I'm in the business of making tech easier for people, but no matter, you cannot turn over the keys to your kingdom entirely to someone else. You know, and I've seen fallouts with an ex-designer and needing to move everything away in a matter that is expeditious. Uh, you know, making sure that the ex-designer doesn't have any way to interfere going forward. And there's a lot of places that people entangle themselves and the strings are attached and accounts are, are linked. You know, so if you aren't a tech person, you might not think to consider all of these avenues. You know, and I get it. I get how this can happen. Sometimes business owners, they do want nothing to do with the tech. You know, there's fear of the unknown there. But like with all of your systems, you need to be a part of it to understand it to a point and certainly to control the access to it before you delegate it. All right, so what do we do? How do we protect our businesses and make sure we're poised to do any updates, be it design or tech that we need to? Well, there's a few important things that you can do. Most importantly, anytime you sign up for some tech service, you need to note a link to the company, your username and password. You know, this is something that I create for every client I work with. At the end of our time together, I pass along a sheet with all of their access info in one place. You know, not only do I include the direct items that I worked on or set up, but anything else that came across my path, you know, and this really puts it all in one place for them. And yes, I do believe in using a password manager. These are accounts uh, that hold your passwords and allowed you to share access without sharing the login details. And this prevents people from locking you out of your own accounts. I use LastPass, but this access document is about having all of this info together in one place. You know, you can store it on your computer, you can print it out, you can add it to the cloud, you know, and this can also be incorporated into your business's own systems and procedures. But again, this document isn't to be shared widely. You know, it, it, it should be only access to people who need it. And you should know it should be in the job, job description. So you know where to go find it. In general, you should be 
purchasing and signing up for all your own services and domains as well. You know, I buy domains sometimes for clients just to secure them, but I quickly transfer the ownership over to the client so that everything belongs to them. And when you set up your accounts, and nowadays you can go back if this is something that you haven't done in the past, you can add two-factor authentication. And this is where you get a text or an email with a code to be able to access the account. Those are just some best practices. Okay, so what should be on that document? What do I need to have access to? On the list should be knowing the, the name of your domain registrar and the login to the account. So the registrar is where you bought your domain from. This could be GoDaddy or Squarespace or even Google. It doesn't matter who you use here, just that you have access. Number two, you need to know your hosting company. This is where your website files live. And the login info for that account needs to be included as well on your sheet. I think it's really important to be using a third-party hosting provider and not your developer's hosting. You know, you want to make sure that you always have access. And, you know, this is really important because if your files are on your web designer server, you know, you can be locked out of them and you have no control of your website then. So using a third-party independent web host, and there's so many reputable web hosting companies now, it's just the best practice. Okay, number three on your list is to know where your email is coming from. If you've got a custom branded email, which is at yourcompany.com, are you using G Suite? Are you using Office 365? If you have your name at gmail.com, that's not the same. That's a Gmail address. But you can't set up a custom branded email without your domain login. So you're already starting to see how things are interconnected. And I also want to add in social accounts here. Number four, put this on your sheet. All of your business social media accounts should be created and owned by you. And you should definitely use a password manager to allow access for any social media marketing managers. You know, another best practice is to have a trusted friend or your spouse or, you know, someone else be an admin on your account. You know, there are so many stories of social networks removing access for people who are the actual account owner. So a trusted admin can help you get back in. Okay, number five, how to own your access is seek out the good providers. And I know this one's not always easy, you know, but ask your friends, who are they recommending? Who did they have a good experience with? See who's putting themselves out there. Who is getting recommended in the groups that you're in? When you do a discovery call with them, Do they explain things and make you feel comfortable or do they go too technical on you and lose you in the dust? You know, do they take the time to find out about you and what your needs are or are they just talking to make a sale? You know, what's the sense that you get from them on the call? Are you exhaling? Ah, I found the person for me. Or do you feel tight inside? You know, good people explain their craft and do not pressure. And you can always circle back. You know, starting out, many of us don't need all the bells and whistles for our website, or we aren't running ads. But as you grow, you will need more sophisticated systems, and those require you to be on the ball with owning and knowing your access. So your homework today is to locate all the logins that we spoke about. 
the logins for your website hosting, your domain, your email, and all of your social media accounts. Put them together, know where they are, and you get a bonus point for adding them to a password manager. If you find something awry, something that you don't have access to, now is the time to shore that up. This is a good thing. This is you taking control. Go back and retrace your steps from the purchase. See who had access, who made the purchase, who you gave the login to. You know, it'll all start to be revealed when you retrace your steps. And if it's out of your control, you'll discover that. But if you find that's the case, you can make a request to the old web designer, whoever, to obtain it. And that's your starting point. All right, let me know if you have any questions on this episode. Seriously, I will answer them all. Just reach out. See you next week. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more info in the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on iTunes and leave me a review. Until next time, keep playing the long game.